The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. With the ICC Women's T20 World Cup underway, Combank are backing the Aussie cricket team and a bid to break attendance records at the grand final on the 8th of March. So come on Aussies, come on, head to t20worldcup.com and buy a ticket to a game in your city. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Wednesday the 4th of March. In your squiz today, the RBA cuts rates in response to COVID-19. It's Super Tuesday in the 2020 US presidential race. Newswire AAP is closing down. And birthday Q&As. This is your squiz today. The impacts of widespread infection from COVID-19 is definitely on people's minds here in Australia. There's lots of pictures doing the rounds of bare supermarket shelves as people stock up. For the RBA, that meant announcing a further rate cut yesterday to try and get ahead of the economic impacts a little, Claire. They're the first central bank to respond this way. The US has followed overnight, so it's definitely something that central banks are looking at. Our Reserve Bank, of course, dropped interest rates to a new record low of 0.5%. Uh, The hope is that that will encourage some economic activity as people uh, are more attracted to borrowing money, whether that's businesses or whether that's individuals, and that that money will then stimulate uh, some really good results in the economy. There are a lot of headwinds for the economy at the moment, though. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has hinted at potential stimulus packages for some of those affected industries. He says that that's something that we need to do. It's not like the GFC because that was to do with some structural problems around banks. This really is a different threat with a a virus potentially becoming a pandemic, which will really crush productivity as people have to stay home, uh, as some people become ill and, of course, as some people potentially die. So it's a whole other set of circumstances that would require some uh, injection into the economy to keep things safe. New cases of COVID-19 here in Australia are still being treated as isolated incidences. Chief Medical Officer Brendan Murphy says there's no evidence yet of community transmission. Over in Afghanistan, last week's hopes of peace is looking to be short-lived, Claire, with the Taliban now saying they'll resume attacks against the government. It was only a few days ago that a deal was signed with the US that held out the prospect of peace after 18 years. What's gone wrong? Of course, not part of that deal was the Afghan government, and they're pretty crucial when it comes to actually securing any kind of long-lasting peace. The next job as part of that agreement was for the Taliban to sit down with the Afghan government. It's also something that experts say are going to take a really long time because there's a lot of very thorny issues, including the Taliban wanting many of its prisoners that are being held by government forces uh, released ASAP. That's the sticking point in the first hurdle that they've hit. And the Afghan president says that his government's not looking at releasing any Taliban prisoners. Over in Israel, ballot papers are still being counted in their election. It's their third trip to the polls after previous attempts in April and September failed to get a majority that could form government. A party needs 61 seats to claim victory, and with 90% of the vote counted at this stage, it looks like incumbent Benjamin Netanyahu is nearly there on 59, Claire. 
Yeah, 59 is so close, but yet so far, it looks like he may be able to call on the support uh, of another party to be able to get to that magic 61 number. But when you've already got your own party votes and those who naturally come and align with you hitting 59, it's frustratingly short of actually cleaning this up and moving forward. Being two seats short hasn't stopped Benjamin Netanyahu from claiming victory, but watch this space. Speaking of voting, it's Super Tuesday today in the US, which is a pretty exciting day for the political tragics amongst us, Claire. Absolutely. 14 states go to vote today to nominate the presidential candidate they want to run in the election in November. Trump is fairly well locked in for the Republicans. What's it looking like for the Democrats? there's three real factors in it. One is whether Joe Biden is going to carry some momentum with him. He had a good win on the weekend in South Carolina. We've got Bernie Sanders, who's been the front runner, but of course he's actually quite out on the left wing and has a very different sort of campaign to the other candidates. So we'll see whether he gets much ongoing support. And then there's Michael Bloomberg, who is the billionaire who's already spent about 700 Australian million dollars on his campaigns. So everyone's really keen to see whether that sort of spending converts into votes. The polls close at 11am our time today, so we should start seeing some early results later on this afternoon. If the US presidential election raises a lot of questions for you about exactly how it works, it's very different from how we do things in Australia. We've just released a Squiz Shortcuts episode on that. We take a look at who can become president, how the parties elect their candidates, which is, of course, what's going on right now, the all-important numbers and what it takes to win. And we also have a look at what to watch out for in the 2020 election. So you can find that in your podcasting app under Squiz Shortcuts, but I'll put a link to that in the episode notes as well. Back home now, and the big news in media yesterday was the announcement that Newswire AAP will be shutting up shop after 85 years. A newswire is a service that creates a range of content, so breaking news, articles, reports, photos, that can then be syndicated out to other news publishers. It's used a lot in both international and local news. Australians' reluctance to pay for news is what's being blamed here, Claire. AAP is owned by shareholders including Nine and News Corp. They've, of course, got an eye on their budgets. It's really hard uh, to get good revenue with advertising increasingly under pressure. Uh, They're blaming, of course, the big platforms like Google and Facebook for pressure on those sorts of budgets, which then has impacts on content. So here we are. It's very sad development. AAP does a really big service in Australia and it does really prop up breaking news uh, and also photography uh, services into the media outlets. So it's a sad development and players across the media uh, were really uh, very disappointed to see that yesterday. Really tough day for AAP journos and staff. Around 600 people will lose their jobs. Now, if I said that two rabbits, a fox, a horse, two cows and a crocodile walked into a fashion show, it starts to sound like the beginning of a joke, Claire, but it was actually just the runway at the Stella McCartney show in Paris. She was really humble bragging about her animal (laughs) rights uh, credentials. She says that, um, of course, they have a commitment to um, making sure that they showcase non-animal products. It's something that she's known for. That's why yesterday they had people dressed up in animal costumes showcasing uh, the great products that she has that don't include any animals dying. should probably have mentioned there were people in costume 
<laughs> they were people not, in costume. Not actual. Yes. Daisy the dairy cow wasn't um, wasn't <laughs> led down. Did not the make catwalk. her debut. No, <laughs> but you can check that out. There's a link in the Squiz Today email if you want to see more. Before we head off today, Claire, it's nearly the Squiz's third birthday, which is pretty exciting. You don't look a day over a year and a half. Oh, look, it's dog years. I think you can probably, <laughs> you know, like a dog adds seven years to each year, which means we're 21. <laughs> so that's exciting. Oh, <laughs> let's go and have a drink. I <laughs> know. Uh, and what um, what we're looking to do is um, something similar to what we did last year when we marked our second birthday. And that's to throw it open to you to ask us whatever question you might want to know about the squiz and what we're doing and how we do it. So if you want to drop us a line, at hello at thesquiz.com.au would be more than happy to answer that. We'll probably put up a blog post on our birthday, which is on the weekend, so probably on Monday, and we'll answer as many of those questions as we can. Finally, Claire, there were a lot of fans of the Liz Lemon subject line yesterday. What have you got for us today? I've gone for our Squiz sayings today. It's MC Hammer, you can't touch this. Lots being said at the moment about how, as people, we should be greeting each other, uh, whether we need to be touching each other. Uh, The consensus seems to be that we need to find other ways where we don't shake hands or kiss or hug. Mm. I'm a fan of the foot shake, I think. I like the elbow touch. I think that (laughs) looks really unusual and very awkward, so it it should be embraced. Either way, wash your hands, people. On that note, have a great Wednesday and we will talk to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au.